What is up, everybody? This is your host, Patrick Coyne. Co-host, co-pilot, Javon Harrison in the building. Welcome and, back. And this is the Black Sheep Experience. Please like, subscribe, and give us a follow. If not, we're both going to sleep great tonight. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, Black Sheep Land. It is episode five. It was supposed to be episode one of the Black Sheep Experience. It is your host, Patrick Coyne. Co-host, co-pilot, um, welcome 2023, Javon Harrison. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be episode one, um, but it's episode five. Number one in our hearts. Who's that guy? Adam Baker. <laughs> this so, is Hagen Baker. Yeah, this is our, what's Joe Rogan's? Uh, Jamie. Yeah, this is our Jamie for today. Jadam. Jadam. Okay, we'll call him Jadam. Jamie. But... Our guest, he might be famous in Cincinnati. He's working on his worldwide thing. DJ E Train, also known as who I know, Eddie Train. What's your middle name? Edward Michael Trainer is my government. <laughs> hmm. I love that color you're wearing, man. I appreciate it, man. That's outdoor voices. I'm, I'm, right? No, this is actually Vineyard Mines, but this is outdoor voices. And I have a Roback one in the car too. Just shout out Roback. A big shout out to Roback. If you guys are looking for a sponsor, because I know you guys sponsor everything. We need some. We need that. I heard they're really good at sponsoring podcasts. I heard so too. And correct me if I'm wrong, Roback is an actual dog breed or no? I would be lying if I gave you the truth. I don't know. Ask Dak. Dak is a big dog guy. Huge dog guy. I don't know. I really don't know where Roback derives from. Baker, can you look that up? Look that up. That's why we got it. Look him up, baby. Okay, so back to the podcast. Why our our amazing new. Okay, Roback gets its name from the Rhodesian Ridgeback. You gave this to the dyslexic person to read. I killed that. <laughs> dog breed in Africa to hunt lions. The Ridgeback perpetually craves activity and has an perpetually perpetually okay shit craves activity and has an unmistakable ridge that run down runs down its back. I really am dyslexic and I think I did a pretty good job. I got one more wrong. So yes, it is. So Eddie. Good let's, to be here. Let's get back on track. Great to be here. I got a great, uh, <clears throat> and I'm adding to this, I got a great comment or a compliment of this podcast. And it's just like, man, it's absolutely organized chaos. Nice. We can bounce around a little bit, and then all of a sudden, Javon comes to something intellectual, and it's an overall good experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that, and that comes from Mike Schuster. Thank you, Mike. Well, having listened to other episodes, I knew that it's what I'm getting when coming in here, I love that. Yeah, I, I it's just a conversation rather than a very scripted. You reading like this is question one, this is question two. Um, it's just forced. It's not as fun. No, yeah. well, I, I think it's important where people know why we even started this podcast. It's, it's therapy for me and Javon. It really um, is. Me and Javon's relationship was built off of really deep conversations, and all of a sudden, when work took over, we didn't have any conversations. It was just talking about work and. We had to figure out a way somehow to schedule our real deep conversations to help us out in life. And we're like, why don't we just record? Yeah. So that's where this podcast stems from, and that's what we're doing right now. And that's what we love to do. And I love to talk, so I appreciate y'all having me. So, as we always start the podcast with, Eddie, what do you do? So I am a multimedia host, DJ. You can use the word entrepreneur. Definitely. uh, Brand consultant involved with a lot of brands i like to say that i have my hand in in, in multiple things and i enjoy that because it it breaks up the monotony of uh, just doing what i did starting out which was djing 
Uh, I started out with events and, and ran with uh, our self-diploma team and mm-hmm. Sean. We used to throw events, and I got into the music end and uh, strictly just dove in with the music and, and was DJing. And I knew that I always loved the business end of everything. Yeah. And I loved being you know on the mic and, and interacting and talking with people. And I truly can say that you know every day is different. I don't know. Yeah. And what new client might call? Mm-hmm. I don't know what new meeting might come up in the next week, and it's exciting. And you know, that's that's probably the, my favorite part of what I do. But yeah, what's the? I do a lot of things decent. Nothing really great. Uh, I disagree, <laughs> and I know we joke around a lot. But what I think you're best at, and I'll let Javon take over. I think you're one of the best client-facing people that that is out there. You put yourself in a room, and you're going to leave there with 15 connections. You're going to leave there with everyone saying Eddie's very well spoken, he's respectable, he's personable. So I mean, dude, that's a talent. Like that's a talent. Yeah. That's beyond talent. that, like you're a likable guy. Like yeah, you're right. going to leave out with 15 new friends. I love making friends. In my opinion, I mean, um, in, in, alien friends. Alien friends. Oh, real shout friends. out. You know. Shout out. Uh, but no, I, that, that's if I only DJed or sat and and produced music or kind of was just to myself mm-hmm. and I only did that, I wouldn't be that happy mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm happy I'm, I'm most happy interacting with people uh, making those new connections walking into that room and you know I genuinely care like what everybody in that room does yeah. and I love having those conversations because you learn about what somebody's doing you know I don't I don't always know uh, you know your, your backstory and, and what businesses you're involved in and I always think that I love what I do and I love my profession and I'm, I'm very thankful but I also there's other things I want to do yeah. and there's other things that I enjoy and this like this I'm not going to do just this one thing forever. I, I, you know, one life. I want to. I want to try multiple flavors, man. hundred percent can be one dimensional, yeah, if you call it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, with that being said, looking back on your your career, you've had a great career so far. What is what's your favorite event situation you've ever been a part of? Whether you're DJing, whether you're controlling the mic like a UC basketball game, what what's been the funnest experience? Definitely the collaborative effort of the mic and controlling the music uh, I can pinpoint certain events that were just unbelievable and I got to experience something super unique you know from the, the Bengals getting back into the playoffs in 2015 against the Steelers you know the game that everybody hates to talk about but that experience was unbelievable throughout uh, the game came down to the very end right and so just uh, that was being able to be being able to be involved in that from front to back was really cool uh, MLB all-star weekend that's probably Ooh, my favorite that was fire. That was, group yeah. of events that yeah, yeah. we've ever had uh, city was on fire we were at the all-star game here in 2015 mm-hmm. and uh, it was such a unique experience because there were so many different types of events with the MLB involved uh, I was able to be a part of the uh, celebrity softball game from that to the uh, the players' party the night before, mm-hmm. to the parade. The parade was probably the coolest part, uh, emceeing the whole parade and getting to announce yeah, every yeah. single yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there were there were a couple of players in there that I might have not didn't know. Really know, and their names weren't easy to pronounce. But <laughs> it was it was uh, it was definitely a challenge. But being in the middle of our city, you know, up on a stage as it's beautiful summertime, and we're welcoming in all of these different players from all over the world coming through our city and getting to announce and really help showcase Cincinnati in that moment was one of the top and you know definitely as far as partnerships go getting to work with Christ Hospital when we had our, our first child our yep, only yep. child right now uh, getting to work with them uh, through the process and it just being a natural fit because we were my wife and I 
were pregnant and we were able to go through that whole process as a partnership uh, with the Christ Hospital and the birthing center and all that. So there's, you know, and, and later on we can get into Maybe you can ask me some of the wildest I have, events that I have. Yeah, I have some, I have some great questions. <laughs> and I, I have a funny story those. from MLB weekend, too. I tried to... Uh, this was a good weekend for us. This yeah, this is back us. when we were nobody. We thought we were somebody, though. So I heard Snoop Dogg's having a party. I'm like, oh, Snoop? We got to get there, baby. We got to get in that building. So I got the location. I'm like, all right, <laughs> boys, we pulling up. I don't know. It was a warehouse. It was a warehouse. I'm like, I don't know how we're about to get in here, but we getting in. Get to the front door. There's security. I said, you know, this is our only opportunity to meet the D-O-double-G. We're going to have to slide. They did not let us in the front. No credentials. Standard. No credentials. Four or five dudes. I think I might be 20 years old. Maybe not even 21 at the time. I remember that line, and there were probably 300 women in line. There was no way four dudes were cutting No, No, sir. No, sir. We didn't get an in. Bro, we got Savage Fitness t-shirts on. Let us (laughs) But we got close. I heard the music. It was cool. It was vibe, but next time. One of my favorite parts of that weekend, the, one of the most legendary parts of that weekend, uh, when they were introducing the softball teams for Celebrity Softball, Snoop Dogg was obviously one of the players, yep. and I was in charge of playing the music when they like were introduced and um, helping MC with that, and I was told that I was going to be doing that, and I'm like, damn, Snoop's going to be introduced. Like, what am I like, what's what's what? You know, and so I went with my favorite Snoop, Snoop Dogg song of all time is What's My Name, okay. and that intro, and then he came down the escalator, bro, and it was like, I'm like, that's magic. This is wild. That's what's up. So picking up off that, obviously you're you're where you're at now. You're a brand ambassador. You're a true MC. I don't think when I was in college, like I said, you were a DJ at a lot of the bars that we hung out with and partied at. That's how we uh, came to know each other. Also, both being from Ross. But I mean, my big thing is, how did it evolve from literally? I would like to know. Tell people what self diploma was. How you started. How did that evolve into a position you almost created? Now, again, it's getting bigger around the country, but you're the only one that I know personally that literally can go in, even if you don't play music, you're going to host the entire event, you're gonna make sure it runs smoothly, you're gonna keep people on track. How did that come about? Was that just a thing of that it didn't exist and there was a need for it, and your charm was like, oh, well, maybe I just can tell Eddie to do both and we can monetize it better. I mean, how did that kind of formulate and start? I appreciate you saying that too, because that's, I'd like to prep myself on bringing that to the table for an event but uh, you know, I love it didn't happen that wasn't something that it's like I want to do that and then went after that it was something that came very natural to me mm-hmm. and it most definitely at that time I was I think I was working at um, it was either working at Urban Active Fitness remember Urban Active Fitness no I worked at the High Park one in oh the you're Western Blue Chief right? yeah, you're a real I was, deal I, yeah I was I wasn't doing Corinne <laughs> I grew up. I grew up spending time on Corn but uh, but anyways, I was doing that, and then I also worked at like T-Mobile. So it was this was just something that was extra. Was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this could be cool. Uh, while I was going to school, and basically uh, it, it took off from there. We started doing that, bringing people out to events, mm-hmm. you know, kind of hosting people, and that's where I feel like I learned how to navigate different groups of people, bring them all together, and then give them, you know, show them a good time. And that's another favorite part of what I do is I get to help people leave their worries, their job they may you know, have an issue with or this and that. Mm. And when they come into the building, 
it's it's fun from there. I want to yeah. create that. I'm, you know, I want to help them get away from that every day. And so that's kind of what we were doing. And uh, you know, we started to grow, and then we got into the concert side of it, and did a show with uh, Wiz Khalifa, Kid Cudi. Those were kind of our first shows. Yeah. And seeing what it was like to work with artists and be a part of that really sparked my interest from the music. And I've always loved music mm-hmm. in high school. My, my name derives from, from high school, from playing music at the parties and that type of thing. Uh, so I was always interested in it. And basically getting into the concert world even sparked it more. And then I started learning from you know, DJ Mike B, uh, Clockwork. I was watching Clockwork play sets and then you know, go in the basement at our house and watch YouTube videos and water yep. equipment and start kind of messing around with it. And I probably only played... Three Six Mafia and Cameron. That's right. For every gig, like it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is the songs I like. I'm gonna play that. Right. And so uh, was was definitely um, learning on the go when I first started, and loved the music end of it. But just as much as I loved the music end of it, I loved connecting with people. And I yeah. loved helping to control the event, the environment, the party. That's what Mike comes out. I mean, I don't think, I, I can't really relate. I've never been a DJ. Never will be a DJ because there's people better at me. But I know me and Javon, I know Baker here as well. All four of us have a massive love for music. I'm talking from the 1930s all the way to now. Like, we really have a very wide genre bandwidth, right? What I think at the gym, so say the gym's flat in the morning, right? You play a really good song and you start to see people move a little bit kind of forget about their day they start moving their foot or tapping their feet or relaxing their shoulders mm-hmm. that has to be an incredible experience when you the just best. move the whole room the best everyone's flat the then you put on like uh i mean what is is it um you got you gotta have a go-to there's what's your go-to oh my gosh i mean but there's so many and, and real quick before i answer that to the gym situation i am an avid member <laughs> of the black sheep family i, I go there about four or five times a week yep. it's my spot it's my gym and i love that you guys get that satisfaction from seeing that too, because to me, working out when I come to the gym in the morning, part of the fa- it's my favorite part of the day. One of the favorite parts of the day, 100%. because it's the endorphins. It's 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 doing you know the, the fitness end of it, getting to listen to the music and that type of thing. So I do leave conference calls, business, anything like that at the door, uh, mm-hmm. and I walk into that environment. So it gives me that. So it's good to I can be a testimonial. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So what's your go-to song, like? Crowd's dead. No one's got energy. No one's no one's enjoying it. We gotta. This is a tough question. People ask this often. Can we guess? I mean, I'll let you guess. I'm gonna preface it with saying that there's certain songs that span genres mm-hmm. and generations, and those type of songs I feel like can always work to at least get that foot going, get that head bobbing. All right. And there's something that they can tie back to that, whether it's. You know, a I classic know what it song is. or a newer song, but anyways, I'll let you three. Let me get bacon. This okay, one. give me your three guesses first. on what you go first. If I had to pick okay. one song to energize people, sing along, energy could I got probably it. hit. I got it. I've heard you play a lot of. Sets. I got mine. I don't know. I've heard him play a lot of sets. Bacon can't see. Do I don't think I've never really heard you. I don't know if you can really hear me, but I'll say uh, "Jump" by Crisscross. A very good guess. That's jump. A very good Jump. You said jump. I appreciate it. Crisscross. You want to go? Because I already know. Return the Mac. Return the Mac. I was going to say in the club, 50 Cent. Everybody been in the club. (laughs) Come on. So all three of those guesses, amazing. Typically, I start in a lot of 
events with Return of the Mac. But that's <laughs> oh, you know, people on, walking in, 95 BPMs, that intro, legendary, as you grow throughout the night. Backtrack, there are, there backtrack, are two backtrack. songs. We don't know what 95 BPMs mean. 95 BPMs are 95 beats per minute. Yeah. And this I weirdly the tempo of the... know all the BPMs of songs because Oh, of wow. That's, what, that's, that's impressive. So he said that <laughs> one day at the gym and he's like, yeah, this one's like 110. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can talk about heart rate. Are you talking about... He's Same like, thing. no, beats per minute. What has the most beats per minute? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? About heart rate? I mean, there's, you know, it goes all the way up. I mean, you have a hundred... Like rock, rock. Well, a lot music. of the EDM stuff <laughs> that falls between, you know, that like one twenty eight to one thirty three or whatever range. Yeah. A lot of nineties hip hop is at like ninety to one hundred BPM. A lot of trap music is like sixty five to you know seventy eight eighty. Kind of slow it down. <laughs> so, but but there's yeah we won't get into the specifics of it. But two songs that I will say that usually hit with most all audience all audiences. This is how we do it, Montel Jordan. Ooh. And it's tricky, Run DMC. Wow. Ooh. Okay, those are classic. Two energetic, easy sing-alongs. A no cuss words. Knows right. it. Yeah. Classic. 64-year-old knows it. And then, you know, you can break it down to demographics and all that kind of stuff. But those two songs typically can fit with whatever. Interesting. So. Definitely does. My next topic, and it's similar, is... You do events like Nespresso. You do events where you get flown out and literally there for a couple of days, um, which I think is incredible. Getting out of the city of Cincinnati and being creative and um, respected in your respective field outside of here is not easy to do. I think it's, I don't want to talk shit, but I think it's pretty easy to blow up in Cincinnati. You just work hard and everyone continue to show up. People are going to quit. Now, how do you make it in Cincy? So that's a, oh, let me finish the question, but... How do you make it in Cincy? And do you do you think it's because of your friend group? Because of me and Javon back in the day, we've been together for nine years. Um, you know, our friend group put out guys like Joe Andrews, has a million mm-hmm. followers on Instagram, put out guys like Ty Lake. <clears throat> so there's guys in our network that are successful in our in our incubator now or outside of it. But I still think it's from those days back in 2015 where we're really starting to cultivate. Hey, let's not go out with talk. Let's not go out, let's make a business plan. Let's not go out, how can we monetize ourselves? So how do you make it in Cincy? What's your perspective on that? And do you relate it back to that initial friend group in those nights? I'll be the first to say that I owe so much, so much to my friend group and to our friends that have helped support, build, be with us during all the business, Yeah. just the growth in general. Like I will be the first to say that that matters so much and just from your guys' standpoint as well with, with the guys that you mentioned, um, having that support initially, it's incredibly hard to be solo and try to grow within a city. Cincinnati is a big, small town, right? Mm-hmm. It's very loyal. Yeah. There's a lot of people. You, everybody knows everybody. Very conservative. This, very conservative. Everybody knows everybody, and you guys know that through business, friendships, that type of thing. You can always make that connection back. Right. What high school did you go to? Exactly. That's the number one question. Yeah. Which I kind of hate. Well, it's I what school it. did you go to? And if you aren't from here, you're like, oh, I went to UMass or Texas. It's like, nah. Like, did you get Elder? Yeah, what high school did you go to? Yeah. So the mistake is Jesus Cassidy. It's, she's like, yeah. oh, I went to school in LA. And again, the person just pivots and completely leaves it yeah. alone. <laughs> like, I won't talk to you enough. Yeah, we don't, yeah. So do you like Skyline? And what high school did you go to? Do you like Cincinnati Children? What high school did you go to? You don't know how to answer that. 
you're shunned. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> to the next VR premiere. I definitely agree. But, 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 but no, yeah, so I, I attribute a lot to the friendship group because those were the initial supporters. Those people were the ones who pushed every single event I did. Like, they were pushing me before I even fully learned how to DJ, before I even learned how to do it correctly or well enough to, you know, to be out there and be performing for certain crowds. So I was playing catch up in the very beginning where friends would push that or that event or I'd be put in some cool positions um, through great connections. And it was a little, it, I, it was, it was, it was nervous for me because I'm like, Hey, I've got to perform. I've got to put on because I want to come back. You know? yeah. And so I played a bit of catch up there in the very beginning to hone in on my skills and be able to be diverse across all the crowds that I was playing. Uh, but I will say that my music knowledge growing up with the uh, influence from mom and dad, from the Eagles, classic rock, country on my dad's side, you know, my mom was heavy in Earth and the Fire Funk, a yeah. bit of Bobby Brown, New Edition, like that kind of stuff. That really helped me mm-hmm. in the very beginning because I could be put in front of any kind of crowd and I would I understood music, I understood mm-hmm. different generations and was able to kind of build myself from there. But yeah, I 100% am thankful for the friend group starting out and I owe a lot to them for how things have transpired in my career. If you were to give a couple of tips on, so say me, Javon and Baker are 16 years old and you know, the college education system, that's another conversation we can have is going downhill at a rapid rate. Um, there's a lot of, there's a variant of reasons for that. Say that a lot of kids are now trying to not go to college, right? Because of the YouTube generation, the TikTok generation, the crypto, there's so many things that you can do to, mon- you can t- to monetize yourself, right? If us three are sitting at a table at 16, 17 years old looking at you, what are a few tips on how to make it in Cincy? So first and foremost... And make it could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Say, say be able to, to be able to pay your rent, continue to gradually grow into something. Be happy. Be happy. It yeah. might be bigger than yourself, but what are a few tips for people that are trying to entrepreneurial make it in Cincinnati? Uh, having a good product first and foremost and, and honing in on those skills, uh, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whether you're a florist, a DJ, you're in a fitness gym, anything like that, honing on that skill, work on that skill and, and learn every day mm-hmm. about what you're doing. But just as important in my mind, like I said, is building the right connections and building that network. Uh, that to me is huge and not burning your bridges and genuinely question, ask the questions, work with different people, have those uncomfortable new meetings and conversations yeah. that, you know, it's easy to just find a number and text it and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so, we should connect. But go have that coffee, go out for that drink, whatever you may do, see what you can offer, see what you can bring to the table as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, when they are working connections or they're trying to make new connections, it's always like, what can that person do for me? Yeah. You know, what can they, how can I benefit from them? Uh, more importantly, what can you bring to the table? How can it be mutual? Right. My favorite thing about events is I don't do one-off events, really. I don't do, I don't want a one-off relationship. I don't want somebody to call me and be like, hey, I have this one event. We do the event, invoices paid, and I never talk to them again. Like, I want to build with each event and client that I have, and that's my another one of my favorite parts about the business is, uh, is, is honing in on that. And I would offer the advice to work on those skills and whatever you're doing. Yeah. Make those connections, but... 
do it the right way, you can send out a million cold emails, cold calls, that kind of stuff. But genuinely care about those conversations you're having and don't don't look like you're just meeting up because you want something from that person. Yeah. Uh, you know, work with them. See how you can collab. And collaborations, to me, will take you so far. And in, in my mind, as you navigate through Cincinnati mm-hmm. and all different sectors like that, that is how you will grow. And that is how you will continue to stay on path. Yeah, and going back to the the friends um, and shouting out the friends, shout out to your friends, shout out to our friends. Real friends will put you in situations that you you don't think you're ready for, right? <laughs> Challenging you to grow. That's a real Throwing friend. Throwing to the wolves is the best way to learn. That's true. Trial and they by fire, baby. And they, a real friend is going to support you. Is going to see things <laughs> you're not going to see. There's definitely been situations in my life where Pat put me in a room like, man, I don't know if I should be here. It's like, you're definitely ready for this. And vice versa, that's real friends, man. So I appreciate you for that. And um, that mindset is great to have. You, you, you want to, you, I, I do belong here. Like, I, I should be here. Uh, even though you're questioning it, you know, why not you? The main thing that separates most people is there are so many talented people, opportunity. You know, 100%. Give me that opportunity. Give you that opportunity to prove yourself. That's the hardest thing to do is to get that opportunity. You know you're great at what you do. You guys are great at what you do. Just put me in front of the right people. Let's go. Let me show you. Yeah, hundred percent. What even more powerful is when opportunity meets preparation, right? So if you're preparing, you're in a state of preparation. A state of mind of preparation can mean it's like the samurai or the martial artist or the Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert who's behind closed doors for years and years and years. They're an expert. They're a black belt, but they've never gotten into an actual fight. Mm All of a sudden, when all of your training can go to a subconscious place and you have to finally perform, I think that's a very special place to be. So I think a lot of people in the entrepreneur space are so prepared and so over well-read. If you ever hung out with me, there's a lot of times I'll throw myself to the fire and honestly not have the best knowledge or background on that topic, but I'm confident enough to make a relationship with that human being if it's a person that it's okay. I'll just yeah. sit down at the table no matter what. Exactly. Um, but I think when preparation meets opportunity, that's when the real power, real power starts to happen. And you'll never know when that day may be. Ever. So we always say, it could be today. You better be ready. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100%. And I think that that's invaluable. That's advice that could go to so many different people, a broad array of people, but especially someone who may be younger and they may be at a crossroads like, okay, hey, I want to do this or I want to do that. And I'm a huge proponent of um, going to school if, if that's what you want to do. I'm a huge proponent of getting into uh, a trade that you love because that's what you want to do or starting a business because that's what you want to do. Everything. Yeah. There's no one size fits all. And I think for so long, uh, that's kind of how we were led to believe that you have to do this, this, and this on this path. And I think one of the joyous things in life is that nobody's path necessarily is the same. Nope. And it makes for an interesting story. So if college is what you need to do, then go to school, kick ass. You want to start a business? Throw yourself to the wolves. Get that loan. Do what you're going to do. And go. It's a perfect segue, and you know we do have not really a script, but there's certain questions I want to ask because I mean, when you're busy in friend groups, like we said, we started this to have conversations. We don't. And at the gym, I'm in the middle of my work day. You're one of my good friends. We have to cross paths because I've already gotten yelled at for bugging you when you're training. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in chaos. You're walking in and out, so we don't really get to have these conversations. And one thing I've always liked to ask all my good friends is. What does, and you're a, you're a father, um, not just a guy, you're a true father. You First and foremost, baby. You're a, a great husband, Slam. you're a good father, and you're, you're older than me. It's someone that I'm not a lot. 
but you're someone I look up to. Um, you know, you had your house before me, you had the wife and the kid, and I was like, man, how does Eddie make all this work and be an entrepreneur? So with all that being said, what does success look like to you? Well, it's much different now having a child, a wife, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Uh, as you know, when a kid comes into your life, that it like being able to prepare her and be with her and show her that success, like to be able to do that, to be able to be around and be there for everything, I'm succeeding. Like work has become second. Yeah. When work for so long was number one. And it's a real it's really hard. Like, I mean, it's like, you know how it is. It's like you've got to maintain because you've got to feed that child. Yeah. And you've got to provide for your family. So you need to be working. But you also need to be there for your family. And you gotta be a husband too. And you gotta be on a husband top too. of that. And nobody you could talk about this, but until you experience it, you really mm-hmm. have a better understanding. Uh, but success in my mind now is to continue to be happy with what I'm doing um, at home and being there for her and raising her and being there for my family. And then also continuing to enjoy what I do work-wise. The, 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 when the day comes that I really don't enjoy it, there's a lot of other things that I enjoy. Yeah. That, you know, and, and Golf. how I pivot. Yeah, it'd be nice, right? It just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can go run 18 right now. That's <laughs> right, man. And so getting to that point where how, how do I keep evolving my career and my path to continue to be enjoyable? And there's obviously, like, you, you're not always going to love your job. You're not always going to love work. There's many times where I've had to go do an event. I've had to travel and... On paper, it looks cool, but just had a kid. Like, oh, all I want to do is spend time and be home with her. And, yeah. you know, it creates this FOMO that you have. And mm. you're on edge the whole trip and this and that. And then there's also events. There's plenty of times where I've walked into an event where I just didn't feel great. I just wasn't something that, you know, I was that excited about. But got to put on put on, and put on and keep going. And I know that happens with, with everybody in every yeah. profession. You wake up and not every day you're excited about your job. No. So... But how do I create something that, as time goes on, I can continue to evolve what I'm doing to best suit me, my family? That would be success for me. Do you attach monetary value to success? That's an an age-old question, right? Yeah. Yes and no, and I'll play the fence a little bit here. Uh, I don't think that, like you hear all the time, ask someone who may be super wealthy and they may not that might not be success mm-hmm. just because they do have a lot of money maybe they have goals that they weren't able to do or they have guilt because they didn't chase this or maybe they don't have a family and they always wanted a baby yeah. um, so they don't feel successful even though they may be working a job where it's the income is it's unreal and then you talk to people uh, who just get by but they have everything that they want Talk they about feel successful. And this isn't a negative thing about um, my family. My grandpa died in the trailer. My family is from rural West Virginia. And it's like, those are some of the happiest people I've ever met, ever. That's not, a, I, I, aspire, you, I aspire to be that. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. And I'll be the first to say it. Um, to be that happy and content with less than a normal person has, right? And you can't touch. The, the, the success, <laughs> success and happiness, it, it can be... It can run together, but it can also go the other way in a sense where I could be successful in my job, but I'm not happy at home, right? And, and that's not 
the overall success that I want. I want that balance. I want to be happy at home with your family and friends and you have that. Having the health, the support, that to me equals success. Mm. We're going to be fine work-wise. We all will be. Yeah. We're all talented in what we do mm. and we're going to pay our bills and do all that kind of stuff. I do have goals that I want to reach still, but those goals interfere with me being a father. I don't want those mm. anymore. Yeah. And in a negative way. I mean, I, I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to push myself, but like I said, man, being happy with the family, kid, that kind of stuff, that's most important to me. So what it sounds like to me, um, and I'm still young as hell, but success for me and what it sounds like for you, Eddie, what it sounds like for you, Pat, is being able to control your time. That's yeah. it. Well, I mean, and that's the most valuable thing, and that's what you have. You know, money can't buy it. Well, right? you see money when you get when you look at your kid for the first time, and especially when I got married, when I looked at my wife for the first time as my wife, not my girlfriend or my fiance. Money is security. Mm-hmm. Money, I like. You know, it's fun to do nice things. It's fun to spoil people. It's fun to take lavish vacations and do all these things. But again, at the end of the day, if anyone knows me, I'm a tight ass. Like I, I need that security for my family, and it completely changed to. When me and Javon would hit this number or this number, I would attach it to success. So like I saw the snapshot of what my life would look like, but there was no depth behind that snapshot. So I was never happy when I hit that number. But now that I know that, you know, my family is gonna be okay if yeah. shit goes down, that all of a sudden takes the weight off my well, shoulders. And I and I can create. Mm-hmm. Right? I can create again because again, when you're forced and your back's against the wall, you're just checking boxes, paying the bills, everything's good. But when everything's secured and I can remove myself from that trauma, I can just create again. And I think when you can create, that's when that's when dangerous stuff happens. That's Imagine what would happen if so many creatives knew that their bills were going to be paid. Oh mm-hmm. my God, the world would be a different place. Imagine the businesses, the ideas, the collaborations that would happen if most people in that sector could freely never have to worry about putting food on the table in their rent the mortgage or whatever and they could just create and that's you know the security is huge and especially having a family that, that's first and foremost but you know money money's great in a lot of ways from a standpoint that I love vehicles yep gives you options I love I love clothes I love the shop probably you more just than got a new dudes. truck I did oh. I give the make and model so people don't see it on the road it's black but you even tended the windshield too so people couldn't see it ooh Prezi, you got the Prezi. Got my hair blockers on. You guys want Yeah, I'm more hair blockers. But yeah, I mean, I, I love, like I said, I probably like to shop more than your average dude. I like vehicles, I like to spend money. Yeah. But at so, the same time. With that being said, I asked Pat this question. I don't know if I asked Baker, Jamie, this question. Um, <laughs> would you rather? Yes. I'm talking to others. We talked to me on the subject. Would you rather? Wow. Win the lotto. And I'm talking about the big lotto. You're talking about the, li- the latest one. The like, big joint. The big what was joint. That? What, like was the total that? what was the total oh, of the last no, lotto? Billy, 7, 8, Billy. Hold on. Can you, can you look that up, Jamie? Thank you. Jager. <laughs> Where are we at? Where are we at? I know it's over one. Right. Wasn't it like three billion? Arbitrary number. Let's, Let's say, say three billion. Okay. Would you rather win three billion? Or live twice as long. I love would you rather. Never actually been asked this before. I had a trigger response. I didn't even wait. 
<laughs> so see, I'm so I'm so I I deep dive these so so much that like what's your twice as long from from like, if I make it to eighty. Let's say you arbitrarily make it to one hundred. In the lotto. And I'm gonna have as much fun as I can in my lifetime right now with my family and friends. Okay. And I'm gonna retire and I'm gonna live my life. God's plan, baby. Okay. 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 Respect. Respect. I love. That. I feel like you guys are on the Pat, other end. Huh? Pat's on the other end. Uh, I mean, if you give me another couple of years, another hundred years, I'll be able to make as much as the lottery is. So if I have double the lifetime, I'll be okay. I mean, I enjoy life, and I think life is meant to be lived, and I think it's more of a gift than money could ever give me. And not to get deep, but no, like I agree one thousand percent. Being someone who was very depressed and all this stuff, the only thing I wanted to do was live without that fear and anxiety. And I heard a quote this week: "Is peaceful times for people with anxiety could feel like absolute hell." And I'm just getting out of that in the past couple of years. When I'm at peace, I don't feel like my life's going to fall apart because mm-hmm. anxiety is where the brain goes to the worst possible scenario automatically. Right? My brain is starting to be hardwired to go to the best possible scenario. And if I can continue that through another 50 to 70 years on top of my life that already is, I'm going to be a peaceful person for another 100 years. I would love to live 29 or whatever my age is now, again, in a completely peaceful mindset. So that's, yeah, that's where my... You'd be 100 I, I love but, your... I, you know what I'm saying. I love your answer. And I would agree with that, too, so I could obviously feel the same way. But my first thought was... If I'm, am I the am I the only one out of my family and friends that's living double? That's what I, I don't want see. To that's where my head was at. Double when I've got a everyone else is go gone. All of my closest people. People's gone. No, let's get that Billy. Give me that check. I'm gonna give everybody a hundred milli. Let's get it. Popped. We're gonna have the but best time. We're going just go around. Agree. But he didn't give me all the extra. No, no, no. You create the I extra. Was bring, I was bringing everyone I, with me for the next double life. If, if we can figure that out, <laughs> that's the case, of course. Yeah, so. if, if I have to live alone, for yeah, that, well, that's, life, I mean, that was my first thought. It's like I'm not I don't want to. That was my first thought. I just I read this question on the internet. Okay. I don't want to double down okay. being solo. I mean, like I'll be straight because I'll just go make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> but if my wife's listening to this, she's like, "What does that mean? You're about to marry again?" And I guess I'll marry again. <laughs> New kids. If I had to do a dolo, I would not answer the question the same. Um, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't want to be. Alone but both both years. ends of that are where we where we both got deep. Yeah. is is perfect. Yeah, it's family. Well, yeah. again, I could not have this conversation without laying eyes on my kid and my wife. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah, you just can't you can't replicate that energy. We got more. Would you rather?s I hope. Um, I, I know that you guys could say that. Some while we're talking about other things, I'd love would you yeah, rather. I so I, do this I, for hours. I think we can ask a couple would you rather's. Um, we got a, a little bit more time left. Um, I know there's a lot, there's a bigger interest of business people that are listening to this podcast. And there's a lot of kids that I'll, will come up to me and ask me and tell me, you know, I learned this, this, and this from the podcast. Love it's very general for me right now. Like if someone's asked us how we monetize fitness, I could give you three different tiers and pricing structures and all these things. How do you monetize being a DJ? Great, how do you mon- amazing question. Yeah. That there. So let, let me take you back. Uh, kind of maybe if five years into when I started DJing and all of that. And at five years, you were how old into being a DJ? 25, 26? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so. I ran into multiple conversations, multiple situations where people would be like, well, can't do that forever. How are you going to make money? Or how, how do you make money? Like, there's no understanding, right? There's just a 
Like I didn't have a standard job. I didn't have a standard route that I was going. I didn't, uh, you know, graduate college and, 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 and follow a job path, which uh, is amazing. That's your route. Uh, it wasn't my route. I had to answer a lot of questions or I had to kind of on the fly answer those questions. You know, how, how do you sustain this? How do you do this? You can't do that forever. Like, oh, that's fun for right now. Like, you're going to get a real job. Like, that type of stuff. And how many of these are coming from your dad? Actually, my parents have been unbelievably supportive. Really? Yeah. Shout out. That's beautiful. Unbelievably dude. supportive. Shout out. That's beautiful. To the point, I mean, my dad has played music all his life and yeah. he understands that and he owned his own business growing up. He was, you know, con contractor mm -hmm. as we were up our, our whole life. So, you know, he was a business owner and that type of thing. Um, but that created like a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Why are you opening a gym, man? You, there's a million. What's gonna, you know, like how are you gonna sustain that? How are you gonna build the client base? So like I'm talking to my dad right now. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so those type of questions were asked, and yeah. so obviously you think about that. You're like, okay, but you're living in the moment. You're like, this mm -hmm. is. Perfect for right now. You know, I'm at this club. We're doing this. We're yep. traveling here, doing the spring break event, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Little bit of an eye into the, into the future, but not really. Yeah. Uh, so, as time went on, you know, starting out, you can make money from just being a DJ, right? You get hired by whatever club bar, and they pay you at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. You go from there. So there's that, and then you do events in the same type of thing where you could get hired for an event and they pay you. And, and that's how you're raising money. That's how you're bringing in money and income. I always knew that I wanted multiple revenue streams, multiple yeah. rounds. No doubt. So whether that be hosting an event or just DJing an event or getting involved with a brand as you know, a brand ambassador or a sponsor or helping to connect those dots, those were different revenue streams that I wanted to create for myself. So there's different revenue streams that I always wanted to create and avenues and as time went on, I knew that I didn't want to just limit myself or have all of my eggs in one basket because that, that what there wasn't security there, right? Yeah, right. And, and I knew I wanted to evolve in this. Uh, so getting involved with brands, different types of events, uh, different clients, I knew that I could open myself up to bring in the financials that I felt comfortable mm -hmm. and created that success, right? Yeah. And doing that throughout the years really put me in a position to uh, you know set myself up financially by being by having a hand in those different different streams and those different avenues uh, and, and that's I attribute that to uh, you know everything as far as like how do I monetize this like it, by opening it up and not just one stream. so if I wanted to hire you for a DJ and an MC is there a separate price for a DJ and MC, or is it a joint price for both, or is the MC and DJ pretty similar prices? It depends on the event. I mean, I do multiple events with uh, different companies from Boys and Girls Club, American Heart Associ Association, P&G, where they just need me to be an MC. And so, do you base it off the number of people that is at that event, or is it not typically? It's okay. usually what goes into the event mm -hmm. and the hours mm -hmm. and and whether it's a new client or uh, if it's somebody that I've worked with for a while, I, I always love to, if I'm, if I'm going to start working with, let's say, an organization like the um, American Heart Society, right, mm -hmm. or whatever, and, and they're like, hey, we have this event coming up. What do you charge? We'd like you to emcee it. Well, it isn't just like that one-off charge. I don't want to just give them a price and do that. Do you have five events a year? How many events do you have? that we can potentially team up on. That's smart. And yeah. I could yeah. offer you a different type of rate 
So then, A, you don't have to go out there and search every single time you have an event for someone to MC it, mm. DJ it, or whatever you want. And then I can give you a friendlier rate each event. So so you build retention into your business. That's beautiful. Bro. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's always a conversation, whether I'm DJing, I'm MCing, combined. Some events need built. Some events I'm, I'm working the mic and, you know, I'm DJing from when I've done the Bearcats over the years. and sprint out there and MC and then sprint back here and DJ and, and that goes for sports branding any type of event from Kroger to the Reds mm-hmm. leads into the next would you rather so Amazing. would you <laughs> rather DJ MC the Super Bowl like the Rock he did an awful job or game 7 of the NBA finals easy Super Bowl why I respect I'm sorry that I answered so quickly. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> I was going to say, is that really well, not a basketball guy? For one, no, I, I love basketball. And honestly, I would rather do the Final Four than the NBA. No Ooh. offense to my wow. NBA. Wow. That's a big I love gig. the NBA. That's yeah. a big gig. NBA is awesome. NBA is not selling out football stadiums for the Final Four, though. No, I know. Yeah. College basketball is unbelievable. Okay. I mean, one of my favorite things to be tapped in. But we changed that. NCAA National Championship. Georgia TCU game or national championship March Madness? That's a better question. Give me a stage at the NCAA men's basketball (laughs) national championship between Duke and North Carolina. All right. Incredible. Give me that over Alabama, Ohio State. In whatever that championship bowl is, mm. I think I'm going to take that. There's something about basketball that's so fun that to arena. be involved with, and you're, it's just close knit. Mm-hmm. I love Bearcat football games. Nip at night. I mean, if you ask me, my top five most, you know, I got chills type of event. Nip at night. A few years back, UCLA, we beat them. Unbelievable environment. It's top. Incredible. Five sure. Yeah, it was a good one. And then the other side. For basketball, you're looking at a March, or not a March Madness, but a, uh, a crosstown shootout at yeah. UC. It's just it's it's a different vibe. They're both amazing, but being indoor, close knit, right there by the court, it just smells like skyline and greatest from the roses. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm 100 down for. Okay, last thing of would you rather skyline, graders, or roses? You have to eat one forever, and you got to give us your actual order. I think like I your order if you're going to choose graders and roses. The trifecta. Right. Where were you at last night? This is where we get deep. Okay. This is the Cincinnati trifecta. <sighs> Where'd you take your beautiful? We've got a great <laughs> working relationship with um, with Skyline. Throw the partnerships out. <laughs> so we're okay. So this let's get deep. My favorite of the three, Skyline. Okay. I can't go Graders because it's more dessert. I love sweets. I got a sweet tooth, but like, it's not sustainable for me. Yeah. And I know they do. They they do sweets. It's sweets, right? So it's not sustainable for me. La Rosa's, I always tell people this, La Rosa's has umpteenth options on their menu that are all good. Yeah. Like, I don't even really get pizza at La Rosa's. What do you get? I get the steak hoagie. Yes! I get the JoJo's My man. salad. Okay. okay you know, okay. I get the house. Like, there's so many. They're, they're boneless wings. Slap. Yeah, it's like a restaurant. It's not just the, like, so a pizza options, spot. So you have options, right? So I've got to go I gotta go La Rosa's because 
I can work in like a breakfast, lunch, dinner regimen there. I can't really do. I can't see myself doing that. So you're saying for breakfast, roses? I mean, do they do like an egg roll up or something? I can make. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Let's get Buddy on here. What do you, do you do? An egg roll up? Is Buddy still around? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The legs, baby. She's like ninety-five or ninety-seven. Gotta be almost hundred. Bifocals. Got the glasses that get dark when you go outside and then they light back up. Yeah, them, them are vibes. Yeah. Negative yeah. roses, it's more sustainable. More sustainable, more options. Um, <laughs> although, if we have to claim, because we love Victory Mondays, mm. I try not to go off my diet on a Victory Monday, but when the Bengals win the Super Bowl this year, what are we eating for Victory Monday, baby? All right, we're going to plug our favorite spots in the city right now, I guess. Right. No free plugs? I mean, I'm going to uh, I'm going to a nice Pepe Malor's dinner after this. That's a good Italian spot. Shout out Thunderdome. There's, Shout out. There's two restaurants that I frequent a lot. One, there's the best steakhouse in the country that I think, Carlo and Johnny. Jeff Ruby's is amazing. Carlo and Johnny is, the, is my favorite Jeff Ruby's, no matter the city, the state, whatever. Mm-hmm. My favorite restaurant in the country is Alfio's. Okay. One million percent so, agree. Alfio, um, trained to the gym actually. We don't I'd get him been, on the pod. I've been eating there for four years before I ever pitched him on training, right? So it's he's from Argentina. Has an, I cannot wait for him to tell a story on here. He's from Argentina. He's from Argentina. His grandma, he has one grandma from Italy and one grandma from Argentina. They live in the same house together. So literally, this man grew up with Argentinian Italian hybrid cuisine came up here and, and cooks and makes that menu. So he has his great grandmas and his grandmas. Bad. It's amazing. Um, so that's espresso martinis there. Is he messy? I don't think so. Okay. He would he would have like salt bay, I think it would have been. Do you have a piece of, of paper? Those. Yes. We're gonna write something down real quick while we're, while we're on here. But yeah, so I'm I'm going Alfio's as my victory Monday meal. Thank you. Okay. All right, I'm going to write down real quick as you guys are talking about your. I want you to answer that and you know, hijack the podcast. Um, I'm going to write down my five favorite restaurants in Cincinnati. If you have to write them down, they're not your favorite. They are, but I just want to, I just got to make sure I have them all right here. Okay. Okay. I would say for my Victory Monday meal, I'm going to probably go. It's got to be from Cincy, right? Alfio's is from Cincy, but I like to. Stay edgy, stay on the edge. I like to take it back, go back to the roots a little bit. I'm going down to Clifton. Well, okay. I don't You're going to steak and lemonade, aren't you? Mm-hmm. No, I know where he's going. He knows where I'm going. Um, is that where are we going, like Pat? Staple. We gotta get them Sparkies and Martinos. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sparky wings and Martinos. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> and you know what the best part about that? It's a Steelers bar, and I'm walking in there all bangles. The best part is Hot Rod Charlie's tattoo shop that we all got tatted at for a long time. So uh, shout out to those guys at Hot Rod Charlie's. I may, I may go to Adriatico's too, though. Adriatico slaps. Slaps. Fake. What's your favorite restaurant in the city? I got to get a rack of ribs from Montgomery. Interesting. Solid choice. Solid choice. Cincinnati staple. Yeah. Shout out to the Montgomery Inn family, the Gregory's. People, I have five restaurants, and I've thought about this before. Don't cheat, don't look, bro. This isn't baby in high school. Bro, you've been thinking about this, Ed. My mic is dead, but we're gonna keep this going. I'm dyslexic. You want me to read upside, upside down? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I got you. So, I have five favorite restaurants, and this is no particular order. So, Mike, back. Uh, no. 
It's okay. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. No. All right. This is the beauty of live podcast. Agreed. This is it. Five restaurants, no particular order. Carlo and Johnny. Skyline Chili. Corrito. Ooh, I love Corrito, man. Plus three, Trace. Silver Spring House. Oh, I thought you were going to hit another S. I've actually never been there. I'm wrong. It does. I want to go back. I want to go back, but I think it's overrated. Glad his mic's not working. (laughs) Five. The Pride of the West Side. Wild Mike's Chicken Wings, bro. Ooh, I forgot about it. I would die on that hill that Wild Mike's is the wing of all wings. I don't want to hear any knockback gnats no, 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 tavern agree. midway cafe because those are all amazing but they're a different type of wing and we could do a whole podcast I'm about to, and i get frustrated because people forget about wild mics and it is a different type of wing than the oak tavern i need my mic back, back on every time i used to come back to cincinnati when i lived in florida me and pat watched the football game pat you know where we're going gotta go to wild mics call them give me 50 wings yep we are extra wet come on Yep. I need that self. And they got the Mike's Mix, bro. The Mike's Mix is undefeated. Undefeated. What about, um, I'm talking to the Mike that doesn't exist. What about on your side of town, closer to where we grew up, the Fricker's Wing? Fricker's Wings aren't bad. The full full wing. You're talking about the mini one. Talking about the full crispy joint. The full crispy joint. They are good. I haven't had Fricker's in a minute. I don't. I agree with you. Oh, that's a good wing. Up in Dayton, Frickers is like king. Dude, Frickers is huge. King up in Dayton. Okay, real quick then. Favorite pizza in the city. Shout out La Rosa's. Like I said, I don't get pizza there all the time. So easy. Favorite pizza. Easy. So easy. Okay. We're going to have the same answer. Taglio. Hot honey. Taglio? Hot honey. Oh. Pepperoni. Bacon. Money every time. Oh, Deep dish. Detroit style. Shoot, there was this New York pizza spot over by my parents' house. That was the best one. I don't know what it's it called. Pizza? It's over. Brooklyn no, Pizza? No, it was a different one. It's gone. It's completely okay. gone. It was okay. from a guy who, his father was straight from Italy. Mm. Started it, own company. Like, they hand-cured, like, the pepperonis, like, okay. everything. Legit. Yeah. That's all you had to say. That was yeah. a, that was a I, I don't know where it is. Or and I was like, I'm going to get hungry right now. I will say this one little quick funny story. When I was in England one time, uh, we were at my cousin's local pub or whatever, and they got a food truck outside, and they're like, oh, it's pizza out there. You hungry? Go get a pizza. I'm like, oh, let's go. I'm, I'm buzzed right now. I've got a lot of drinks in me. I'm like, I'm so hungry. I haven't ate since, it's probably like 10 p.m. We haven't ate since 5, and I'm like, I'm starving. And it's pizza. Seems kind of American. Like, let's go for it. So I go get the pizza. Pay like ten bucks for this pizza, whatever it was. The it's like ten dollars in U.S. Maybe like six pounds or seven pounds, whatever that costs. And they making the pizza, and they're like, "Go back inside. We'll come back and get you." I'm like, "All right, cool, cool." So I come back out. Uh, they come out get me. I'm like, "Cool." I open the box of pizza, bro. <laughs> Yo, they disrespected your man's, bro. They literally look like one of the Munchable Johns, bro. I was like, "Yo." <laughs> Y'all don't know how to make no pizza, bro. Did you get a cookie in that package? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Oh. I love Taglio. I got. I, I go a little. Uh, I, I go the same route. Detroit style pizza. Mm-hmm. Jets pizza is my favorite. Ooh. It's more of a chain. You grew up on it, but I, I love, love Jets and Casanos is so good. Dude, that's the Hamilton one. That's <laughs> another King of Dayton, bro. King of Dayton. There's one Shout in Hamilton, correct? There's. 
Yeah. Uh, there's one in Monroe. There's one in Fairfield. Okay, that's okay. Borders Hamilton. Yeah. And those are the two closest probably to us. And then in Dayton, you got all them joints. Yeah, bro. Cassano's Pizza King, baby. Cassano's. Another good Dayton pizza joint, Marion's Pizza. Marion's Never pizza had slaps. it. Same kind of style. Exactly. That small cardboard. Mm-hmm. You know they Thin crust. salt on the Cassano's pizza? Yeah. Crust salt. At one time, though, I did have to ask for light salt. Is that legal? Like, you have to ask the last question. Well, we always ask every... Is that I, legal? I can't get the mic. What's... Last question, last two questions. First one's would you rather? Um, would you rather open up for James Brown or Elvis? Those are both. I'm gonna get deep. <laughs> it's a quick answer, but it's deep. I can't move my hips like Elvis, so if I'm opening up, people are gonna be bored. Like, bro. Let him just do his thing. And I think that he might be, he might during his time have more, been more of a phenomenon amongst everyone than James Brown was during his time. And that's no disrespect to James Brown because I answer the question by saying that I want to open up for James Brown when he's performing as Rocky Balboa comes out to the stage <laughs> to fight Yvonne Drago. Shout out to Rocky. And if it was, I think it was that, that, that one, that, that specific Rocky, but if I could perform before Rocky Balboa comes out and then James Brown goes and he does his living in America, right? sign me up. That's okay. it. That's, that's, I like that picture you painted there. Now, last question we always ask our guests. Thank you very much for being on our pod today, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the vibes. Um, black sheep, man. What does that mean to you? The term, you could look at the term black sheep in the dictionary and you get that, that term, that answer right there. Uh, to me personally, I think it's kind of living with or having that, that little bit of chip on your shoulder, no matter what, when you're navigating through business, through life, maybe you were doubted a little bit. Uh, maybe, you know, you told people what you wanted to do in life and the, and the career path you wanted to pursue and it wasn't always welcomed or there were a lot of questions or doubt. And as you continue to navigate through that, you know from the start, in the very beginning, that you were taking that risk but you had the right mindset for it and you were willing to do it and you're kind of living with that. You're kind of living with a little bit of that chip on your shoulder. You, you're going to succeed no matter what. You're going to push yourself to be there and, and whether that is being a father, being a business owner, uh, being a doctor, whatever you're doing, uh, it's, it's that mentality. I think black sheep is, is a mentality and it's, it's, it's of grit, it's of determination and I think that what you guys are spreading um, at your gym, it, it's bigger than the gym. And to me, being a black sheep is a little bit of a, you doubt it, a little bit of this, but you're going no matter what. Foot on the gas. If people want to find you, you can't hear my mic, but if people want to find you, socials, everything you want to drop here. Yeah, at DJ Train, DJ E-T-R-A-Y-N on all socials. Hit me up. I love chatting with people when it comes to business. I've had the opportunity, just like you, to speak to Indian Hill, uh, Marymont, all different types of schools and, yep. and, and even colleges around uh, the area and kind of telling our story. Uh, it's, it's, it's somewhat of a unique story, so mm-hmm. reach out. There's people who also have questions about DJing and hit me up. I can speak from experience, and I don't think my mic is working, so I'll talk a little louder, but I can speak from experience that, Eddie, if you are... If, oh, hey. 
Sounds like I'm on the radio again. If if you want to be, if, if you're out in public, if you see if you see Eddie on the stage, I, I I really really encourage you to walk up to him. I encourage you not to ask him to play a certain song. I encourage, <laughs> I encourage you to walk up, dap him up, and you will never ever ever not be greeted with a smile, positivity, a dap, love, a picture. Eddie will always make time for you. But more importantly, if you want to learn about what it takes, I don't look up to a lot of people. I've looked up to Eddie for four and a half years now. Um, he's never steered me wrong. He's a good guy. He's consistent. But if you see him out in public, he's always out. Please walk up to him. Make time. Take time out of your day to do it. And I promise you'll learn something from him and have a good conversation. Mm. Clap it up. Appreciate it. Please do. Please come say hi. I love saying hi. I love chatting. Thank you. Thank you. We out. <laughs>